Rio de Janeiro with a big man. Welcome to Frio de Janeiro. This is Abid Iman. I am pumped for this episode, and that's because it's packed with firsts, and it's been quite a while in the making, actually. It's really, really experimental, as anything I've ever produced before, and a little bit rough around the edges. But uh, you know what? That's that's the Frio de Janeiro way. So once upon a time in the world of travel, pre-COVID, I was in Budapest, Hungary for the Siget Music Festival. Uh, on a side note, that is a really great event, but I was not just committed to going for a fun time and disco dancing, I actually wanted to find out what's going on in society there. I did some research on what's going down in the human rights area, and I was pretty dismayed actually. So I thought it would be a wonderful opportunity to talk to some sports leaders from minority groups at the coalface. And these are voices that you would never really hear on a podcast. So I visited the Mahatma Gandhi Human Rights Organization to talk to their founder and president, Jibril Dean. I found him to be a really inspiring man who originally came from Gambia in Africa. And he's been in Budapest for over 30 years. Later in this episode, you'll also hear from a social worker and boxing coach, Peshine Laza Melinda, who is an incredible Romani woman. So that's two guests for the price of one. I'll tell you that these sounds were captured in the office of the organization. It's an apartment next to a noisy train station. So perfect for capturing that immersive Budapest background noise. I reckon it's more authentic anyway. So moving along to that interview with Jibril Dean, I sat there in the apartment with my handy recorder, asking my first ever question internationally live with a guest, and that was asking Jibril about how the organization started and what purpose it's serving. Well, the Mahatma Gandhi Human Rights Organization was founded in 1992. The main aim is to help migrant refugees using sport as a tool to create awareness reason. Who are the people that are experiencing disadvantage here in Budapest? Well, especially the, the blacks, Romas, blacks, and some other minorities. Because in the 90s, after the collapse of communism, there was a lot of uh, skinhead atrocity. Uh, wage against, uh, uh, that was waged against blacks. And a lot of blacks have to, they left this country because of this. They cannot stay with, without not having this freedom. How did the human rights organization here start to help to solve those issues? Well, there were several human rights organizations, Martin Luther King, Moyak, but they are no longer functioning. But we are still found because then, based on that, this organization was founded as a platform to raise awareness, to try to tackle this racial prejudice and racial issue in Hungary. There was a lot of racial chanting. Even in football matches, sometimes they throw bananas, coconuts, about when you are blacks. So it was not an easy task. It embraces human sacrifice, sacrifice that we suffered for. And based on that, we don't want this thing to happen again. That's why the organization is still going on. And recently we have found, we formed an African diaspora meeting. The main dia- meeting, the main reason for this is to create awareness reason. 
and tell us about the success that is occurring because doing the research from Australia, we could see that there's some really good things happening here in terms of what your program is doing. So what successes are you experiencing? Well, here our experience is that, as I told you, in the 90s, during the civil war in the Rwanda, a lot of uh, asylum seekers arrived in Hungary. We helped them to get refugee status. The refugee status means that somebody who is accepted according to the Geneva Convention of 1951, Article 1, which means that if a migrant arrives and claims to be an asylum seeker that is based on religious, ethnic, political reason, you can apply for it, and within 90 days, the, the authorities, they will they will study it, and then they accept it or they reject you. And if they reject you, then we have to apply to the court, and then with the help of a lawyer. Lawyers are working here too. Different uh, people are coming here doing, um, what you call it, voluntary work. Your program is actually supported at a European level. Can you tell us how it's uh, supported and who's funding the program here? Well, the program we are doing at present is we, we have been doing a lot of things, how to involve refugee, women's refugees, how to involve using sport as a tool to raise awareness. And we have been doing a lot of things like this football team is, is, is a team that is, consists of 22 players. And uh, the main reason of this team is to raise awareness because sport is very fundamental in human environment and it creates awareness raising and is very significant. And also in 2006, I was uh, informed that there was a problem when we went to Italy for this World Cup against racism. And then there was a, 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 a one of the Hungarian a uh, member of the Hungarian Football Federation, he said that they brought a lot of blacks here from the tree to play football here, which is a totally racial uh, behavior. So I went to medias to medias, all the TV, at least five TV stations recorded it, what I have been working for. And by then the Football Federation invited me that they would be very grateful for me to be a member of the Hungarian Football Federation that is member of the Hungarian Football Federation Minority Group. Since I'm there, I start to strengthen this awareness raising. Do you, do you see the future being brighter for uh, Budapest, for the, the minorities living here? How do you think that will, uh, that will progress? Yeah, the problem actually here, it depends. Minorities, as I told you, they have their own local government. But if you are an African original or another another ethnic from the third world, the government don't support us because they know that we are working with refugee asylum seekers and migrants. They said that they don't support us because of our belief that they said that we, we are supporting refugees and that they will not support us. So we, are, we don't have support from the Hungarian government at all, nothing. We just have small support from some donors, from Fair Play, from Fair Inter. So that's why we have a T-shirt that is written solidarity. This T-shirt is for to raise funds because it's for about the problem we are facing. And I will give you people one of these amongst the T-shirt. I will give you one one. Hey, it's me again. Yes, he did give me 
and my Russian friend Victoria one of those solidarity t-shirts. I'll make sure the behind the scenes photos are in the show notes. This is where I'll introduce you to our next guest in this two for one special, Peshinet Laza Melinda. She's a Romani woman who is a boxer and boxing coach for the programs with the gypsy young people at the organization as well. She was there in the office that day, and we needed an interpreter for Melinda due to the fact that she was speaking Hungarian. So a huge thank you to Anna Maria, who you were here translating for Melinda so perfectly. And it's the first time I've ever tried a conversation for this show through an interpreter. So it's super experimental. I found the Hungarian language pretty interesting to listen to as well. It sounds like a mix of many things. Uh, I started by asking Melinda um, to say her name, uh, what she does, and talk a bit about her background in sport and where she's from. My name is Melinda uh, Lázár Pécsiné, vagy nem tudom, jól mondtam-e. Uh, mit mondjak még, hogy uh, szociális munkás végzettségem van, és sportedzői végzettségem van. She is a social worker and a uh, and a trainer. Can you tell us how you became involved in sport? Általános iskolában én fociztam, majd kézilabdáztam. She played football and handball in primary school, and at the age of 29, she started to do boxing, and it was uh, she accidentally started it. Budapesten, Újpesten nőttem föl, ott is sport. She uh, grew up in Budapest, she worked here and lived here, and uh, she works in the third district of Budapest now. When you first became introduced to boxing, what did that provide you participating in sport, uh, boxing in particular? Uh-huh. Nem voltam fiatal. <laughs> 29 éves voltam, amikor elkezdtem boxolni. És elkezdtem. She said that she wasn't young when she started it. She was 29, but uh, and she had two uh, kids at the age of that, and uh, she loved the environment and the people there because it uh, was like a family. And how did uh, Melinda get introduced to uh, this important um, social organization here in Budapest? Hogy hívják? Losó Éva, azt hiszem ő írt rám Facebookon, én személyesen nem ismertem, és mondta, hogy lesz egy ilyen... They invited her through Facebook, and they invited her to a meeting to talk about women emancipation and also gypsy women's opinion about sports and things like that. What are some of the challenges facing gypsy people here in Budapest? How is this organization helping? Hát a cigányokban, a főleg a fiúkban benne van a vér, amit szoktak mondani, hogy az ökölvívás, ugye az ő gypsy boys like boxing because they can't really do and don't like other sports like swimming and they like this kind of fighting, I think, and they can release their true self in boxing. And, uh, and there are more gypsy girls starting it because of it. What is it like to be um, a gypsy person? Um, maybe if, if it's possible to provide a bit of explanation about her cultural identity. Hát attól függ, hogy milyen családból származol. A cigányoknak van törzseik, és hogyha például... So it depends on uh, what kind of uh, gypsy tribe they are in. 
because in traditional gypsy families, uh, it's really hard to rise from uh, that uh, environment because uh, the family doesn't um, uh, provide them with any help to learn and study in school and they have their traditions and they tell the kids what to do and they don't have the opportunity to change the life their parents live. Azért még azt szeretném mondani, hogy a romák között is, ugye, hogy ha keveredik a család, hogyha az egyik szülő magyar, a másik roma. So the ones that are just half gypsies and half Hungarian have more opportunities. They are not that traditional and uh, they can more easily uh, rise from that and um, change their lives. What is her philosophy when she's working with, I imagine, gypsy children? providing hope and inspiring young people through boxing. Hát a szerintem az embernek a jó szociális munkás és a személyiségével dolgozik. So she works with her own personality and she tries to be a role model for them and she tries to have them uh, to be their best selves and uh, they she tries to convince them that they are full of values and they are good people and tries to encourage them what are some incredible stories that she has witnessed has there been any cases that she remembers more fondly hát én a saját történetemet tudom elmondani a gyerekeknek so she doesn't um, didn't mention a specific story, but she talked about her own story that she shows to these uh, children. So there's a video she uh, always uh, shows them, and uh, it's about her own life and how she uh, started boxing and uh, why she loves it, and it's because of uh, the feeling of uh, winning and uh, fighting, and she doesn't do it to be violent or something like that, um, but uh, because of the love of the sport. Uh, in Australia, we have a lot of government support for programs, especially in inclusion. I understand that here it's actually very difficult to run programs. Maybe if you can walk us through some of the challenges that you face. Hát én dolgozok főállásban máshol, és így ilyen e-mailen, telefonon szoktam a Dennel tartani. Uh, yeah, that she does it in her free time, so it's really hard uh, that next to her work she uh, has to do this. And uh, it takes a lot of time and a lot of uh, relationships to create with organizations and schools and governments, and it takes a really long time to talk about that. And I think with Melinda, I have to say thank you for your time. It's really, really important to understand programs and how sport is a vehicle for changing lives. And it's great to see that even in places like Hungary, that it's occurring. So I really wish her luck for everything in the future. She wishes uh, strength to the people who will be involved in this program and she hopes that it will succeed. Hey everyone, I really hope you found that as interesting to listen to as I did to go to Budapest and actually put it together for you. So please go to abidimam.com, A-B-I-D, I-M for Maradona, A for Abid, M for Maradona.com to check out the show notes and also to listen to other cool episodes from the series as well. Till the next episode, keep smiling, keep scoring.